I have no intentions of going crazy and stabbing you. Well, I'm sure neither did the other androids. Until they did. It'd be exceedingly difficult to secret a body the distance you guys need to go. Do we need all of the body? Can you use your dash code to cut it off? I am not carrying a head around Absalom's. For what it's worth, it's smaller than one cubic foot. (laughs) Don't think the thought didn't cross my mind. (laughs) There was a comm frequency that was called... It's a home number. The name on the residence is S. Mathis. Welcome, one and all, to the Die by the Dice podcast. We're an actual play tabletop RPG in Starfinder. Thank you for joining us in our space adventure. I'm John, and I will be the GM for this game. And I'm Brent, and I'm playing Sparks, the Ahsoki mechanic. I'm Jessica, and I'm playing Noemi Domash, the Shunto Technomancer and Captain of the Gep. I'm Lisa. I play Kersalon and the Vesk Soldier. And I'm Tom. I play Lycos Nye and the Android Solarian. All right. So it's station local time, late morning by the time you're all rested from after your extensive night of investigation. You're on the GEP, currently floating in what's the Armada around Absalom Station, with Kritka at the helm, and Renault presumably hanging roughly around the bridge, but not entirely sure. Basically anywhere Kritka isn't. (laughs) It seems like he may be embodying somewhere else in the ship and then bouncing back to the bridge when one of the bridge mics picks up her trying to talk to him, as some of his responses are fairly delayed. Nevertheless, you manage to get a bit of uninterrupted rest and are ready to face the day again. While we're on the GEP, Noemi, what do your quarters look like on the ship? Well, I mean, my apartment at home is fairly sparse, so I wouldn't imagine that it's very exciting. I would say there's probably like, you know, maybe like a tapestry, like a, since she's like a Xeno seeker, so she probably would have picked up some kind of cool alien things like a, you know, a cloth like hung up on the wall or something like that. Uh, Little charms and things like that. Okay, excellent. And then real quick, make a mysticism check for me, if you please. Not great. 15. 15, that's good enough. So you've had it for a few days, and then we sort of glossed over it because we have a few weeks between sessions. But what spell is currently stored in your shawl? I would say that I have stored in my shawl the backside of my sheet, which is behind the sheet for the get, um, overheat. Awesome. So you're all awake. What do you do? Once I'm rested, I return to the helm. You don't really need to do anything active right now. There are a number of ambient traffic buoys floating in the void around Absalom Station to keep the Armada more or less intact and from crashing into each other. Unless you're traveling to or fro, which right now you're more or less staying stationary, there's no real active piloting necessary. Uh, Kritka, at your request, has been keeping things on the move. So about every couple hours or so, she just finds a new place to float amongst the various ships, still kind of erring on the side of caution when it comes to the packs of safety. I'll call everybody together and see where as a crew we want to go next. We have this information for Mathis, and um, we're still kind of in a holding pattern for the dragon lady, Avala, Grenade. Lycos, I know this is near and dear to your heart, so where would you like to go next? Well, we need to do. We need to make a study of the uh, Severin's brain first. I think it's one of the things we that's at least high on the list to figure out what's going on. I thought we had Revis's head. Revis. Sorry, correction, Revis. Uh, okay. So, what, like an engineering check, I guess, to try to medicine would be most appropriate. Medicine, and you'll need to be in your med bay in order to do so. Off to the med bay then. Now the med bay still was kind of partially installed it's functional but there are key components still missing Mm. so you're going to be at a minus four penalty to the checks you're making within there could i do engineering to like what's the word i'm looking for kind of like jury rig something together to like fill in the gaps i'll allow it uh that's a 21 all right it's going to take you six hours of construction and at least one or two helpers mm-hmm. to rig it up to reduce the penalty from minus four to minus two. I'll help. Okay. I'm sure I just need to assist. Oh, no check oh, no necessary check on it. Okay. Yeah, he's got the expertise and so do you as your, with your base roles. It'd just be a matter of putting in the time at this point. Okay. 
Um, a second helper would be able to reduce the time to four hours instead. So, okay. I was going to say does run count, but yeah, that works too. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. My hands aren't very... I'm not very handsy these days. <laughs> Remind me to build you a body at some point. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, perhaps uh, that, that, might, might be, that might be nice, I think. Oh, yeah, I got grand designs for you, buddy. <laughs> I wonder if the packs could help. I was actually just thinking that, too. Because, I mean, Renault is like a soul without a body, right? Yeah, it lives in computer code. I, I was thinking the same thing about introducing uh, the packs to Renault. We could do that now. No, well, once we're done constructing. Okay. <laughs> so it takes your to mid-afternoon by the time you're completed, and you have the med, med bay mostly operational. There's still a few pieces you just don't have parts for, mm -hmm. but by and large, it's operational. Okay. Let's plug this bad boy in and see what we find. I guess, is that how that works? <laughs> I'm imagining just like hooking up, like almost like alligator clips, but to like nerve endings and shit. Like. No, it's largely like you're doing brain surgery. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we'll do that then. The medicine, you said? Medicine. Boy, this one really likes that eight, huh? Um, well, that's... It's no penalty now? It's minus two. It's minus and two. do you have an assistant helping you out? You should probably have Kerr help you. Kerr, you want to give me a hand? I think I'm the other medicine person. Or you are. Or whatever you got. What am I doing? Medicine. medicine. Seven. You're welcome. Uh, so that was a total of 15 on my part. I'm tempted to re-roll that, but that did not work out in my favor last time, or I think the time before that. So, <laughs> Well, let me know before you say, I tell Go you ahead. good or bad. Go ahead. All right. The first rounds of tests are inconclusive. You've done a kind of partial biopsy on the head and taken a number of samples on it. So far, you've really gleaned nothing of use. You probably have one, maybe two attempts tops before you're just out of usable material. Okay. I'll try the other d20, see what happens. Oh, gonna reroll it. Can I attempt to assist again? Yes. That's only slightly better. Try that one in your next round. Okay. How'd you do? Not much better. 11. 11? Uh, so it's a, what, DC 10 to assist? Yeah. Yeah, so, so that'll help. So you get plus two from your assistant. Oh, okay. Uh, in that case, it's an 18 total. So a bit of microbial analysis doesn't show any kind of viral or disease-related content within the matter of the brain or the flesh. However, an x-rayed view of the skull and the brain shows that there are appear to be burned sigils into the meat of the brain matter. Do they resemble the ones that we saw on the... Was it the zombies or whatever we saw on the mining rig? Because didn't we see like floating symbols and stuff above them? Yeah. You do did. You, do you want me to, to look at them? Yeah, take a look. <laughs> 15. You aren't really able to make out any major details with them uh, through the scan. Perhaps if you see them in person, you'd be able to get a little bit better clarity with it. So get into the brain? Mm -hmm. Get up in that brain meat. All right, I'll get up in that brain meat. Let's uh, go. Lycos, you feel like taking a look at these two? Uh, yes, I don't want to touch them though. Fair. No, I don't think you should. But yes, yeah, so I'd like to take a look and see if it rings any bells. All right, you may also make a mysticism check. 19. You feel you're close to a breakthrough, but you can't. It's like right on the tip of your tongue, and you can't quite figure it out. Um, with the the head now being cut open to observe them firsthand, you may assist Noemi if you'd like, or one of you can assist the other. I think you probably have the better mysticism. I'd be probably better off assisting you. Okay, let's just hope that the dice are on my side. I rolled an 18, so. I also rolled an 18. Well, I rolled 15 modified to 18, so you, saw, oh, okay. you rolled that. Um, 25. Plus two, apparently. Twenty-seven. Okay, I'm she all up in the this shit brain. out of these things. <laughs> I just needed to see it on the brain. You know, the scan just wasn't clear enough. Scan wasn't clear enough. You try an improvised X-ray machine. <laughs> so yes, I maybe have too many D20s. Good God, man! Uh, you have a lot of D6s too. Let's not beat around the bush. No, but good reasons for both. I mean, they're used a lot. I get it. And as a DM, I have had want to roll a lot of D20s and D6s at the same time. Fair, fair. All right. You recognize these sigils as sigils of enchantment, uh, mind-affecting magics. 
Uh, they also have a distinctly abyssal flair to them with signs of demonic script in their construction. Do they um, resemble what we saw on the, what was it a meteor that we were on? The mining meteor thing? Yeah. No, those were strictly necromantic. These are, okay. and they also weren't uh, demonic in nature. Okay. These appear to be a totally different thing. Okay. You also know with that, a check that good, there seems to be a sort of a faint and still latent energy with them. Uh, if charged with some sort of magic, they may have some sort of resonance. I would like to not be in the room if we test that. Fair. Um, do I know if it needs to be like a specific kind of magic? The makeup of these runes is they will take any arcane energy channeled into them and use it to fuel their program for. Mechanically, you can spend one spell slot to charge them and glean more information. Okay. I shall do that. Uh, I assume I need to use like a first level spell. Like I can't just... Um... It'll need to be a... a you'll have to spend a spell slot. Yeah. So right. zero level is not enough magic. Okay. So that's what I shall do. I step out of the room first just in case. As the mid bay doors close behind Lycos 9... You begin channeling your arcane energy. The brain sort of squishes slightly beneath your finger as you apply the touch to channel the power. And as you do so, the runes begin to glow with a fell orange light. You sense a distant connection and a slight kind of mental pull towards the direction you know to be Absalom Station. So does it seem like this is pulling me towards its source? You're not entirely sure. Okay. Uh, that would be a, a possible outcome. Uh, and it appears that as long as you maintain the connection, you can keep using this like a, a compass. Okay. <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll explain that to uh, Sparks and Kerr if you're still here. Yep. Um, you doing who to the what now? I think this is this is like a homing beacon. I think I can follow this to its source. Hmm. Do we do we want to know where this is? I mean, do we want to meet that source? I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think we kind of don't have a choice. If we want to end this, we need to know where it began. Do we, though? Yeah, we probably do. <laughs> where is it telling you to go? Back to Absalom Station. Well, I don't know about that right now. <laughs> well, I'm I sure did get tased last time I was there. <laughs> Not the last time, the Repeatedly. time before last. <laughs> I'm sure we could rig up a way to carry this with us in a more discreet fashion than before. Yeah, go find a jar. <laughs> a pickle jar? Nothing bad ever happens with a brain in a jar. I'll inform Legos 9 and Kritka of our... Do we, I mean, do we want to follow this or do we want to... I mean, we still have this lead with Mathis as well. Oh, yeah. Out of curiosity, once you inform, I ask, um, when you were experimenting with the rune, did you find out how it may have gotten there? The nature of uh, its casting, I guess. Did somebody cast it? Did it come from an item? Is this transmissible? Did you glean any of that? I did not. One thing you did notice, I mean, between your medicine and mysticism checks, was that the runes were clearly attached to the brain through magical means. There was no brain oh. surgery and they weren't okay. scrawled on directly. Uh, the the skull was intact prior to you mm. unintacting it. <laughs> Okay, um, so that's not like a disease vector then. I guess it's got to be applied magically, so to speak. It certainly seems that way. I mean, I'm no expert, but... Uh, I informed the packs of what we found. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. See if they have any thoughts, and then I guess wait to see what the pack says. I have some suspicions, but I feel it is too early to jump to any conclusions based on what you've seen. This is certainly unsettling if there are demonic magics at play. I would advise you to proceed with extreme caution, Lycos 9. Uh, agreed. Do you, since this appears to be some form of enchantment magic that needs to be applied, uh, do you have or do you know of any protections? Since they seem to be targeting androids, I may be the uh, most in danger based on what we might encounter. Anything that might keep a shield me from those effects would be advantageous. I'm sorry, I have no wards of any sort that I can, can give you in this, other than my heartfelt trust that you will be able to solve this if it comes to it. I know. We will make do then. 
since you will be likely staying on the ship once we return, uh, there is something aboard that we discovered in our travels that may be of interest to you. And uh, I guess I can summon essentially Renault to the area of the ship we're in by calling him, right? Yeah, you can call him over. So I, I call Renault over and uh, make introductions. Uh, Pax, this is Renault. He was once a bioform and is now, through means not entirely clear to us, uh, a sentient AI within our ship. Uh, you, Creek Cud kind of pipes up. SI, SI, spectral intelligence. <laughs> Sorry, spectral intelligence. The Pax kind of smirks at this. You have more familiarity with uh, how we function and maybe not dissimilar to our own renewal process. Oh, so Renault says, uh, yes, hello, the Pax. Uh, it is it's lovely to make your acquaintance. I will speak with this SI, this Renault, and find out what he is like and if perhaps he may be renewed somehow. Thank you. I want him actually very interested in how that conversation goes because I want to hear John talk to himself for 15 minutes. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, you guys are going to be on your... This is what happens while you're on your adventure. Dang. Brent, can you bug the room? Yeah. <laughs> I sure can. <laughs> Implying it's not bugged already. Come on. <laughs> I keep detailed logs. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Good luck with that. <laughs> I bet Kerr's log is really boring. <laughs> a lot of snoring. <laughs> Kerr staring at the wall. <laughs> the sound of me cleaning my weapons mm. slowly at night. Is it like some Sparks ASMR, just <laughs> gun oil? Right next to it, just <laughs> like down the sharpening, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, wait, your dodge gun thing's like a laser sword, isn't it? Or like a laser axe, I guess, that's... is more like it. It's that thing, isn't it? Not yet. Yeah, hers is analog. It's oh. a, a blade, like tri-blades. I can upgrade it to to be the flame one or the plasma one or there's like a lightning looking one. When does that happen? I, I always have to approve gain of lightning. some levels. Oh. But yeah, That's right now thing, it's just a tactical one. Okay. So yes, sharpening into the microphone. All right, so what's the plan? Well, um, like I said, we have this brain has become like a beacon bringing me back to Absalom Station. So we can either follow it to its source or we have this address for an S. Mathis, which uh, Navir was in contact with. As a security aside, if you've activated the compass brain, does it go both ways? Does somebody know that you've activated it? I'm not sure. Well, you see a giant burning eye anywhere. <laughs> Sauron is not think, watching us. I'm just saying, whoever set the spell might know that it's been... The safest thing to do would be take the compass with us and move, since it won't be located at the same location. The ship needs to be in constant motion, so they don't come to the spot wherever it kind of flared from. I mean, if we're heading to the station and the compass is guiding us there, that doesn't mean... There's, nothing stops us from seeing both S. Mathis and following the compass we can do one then the other we're going back to epsilon station one way or another so to kerr's point this this compass could be working both directions so it'd be best to figure out where it's coming from before they figure out where we are i'm just saying if it's a tracking type of magic and we don't know what it does per se i'd rather hedge my bets is magic still blocked by lead in this system some magics. I mean, if we put it in a lead box. Do we have a lead box? And would that block us from using it? Well, while it's in the box, yes. True. Um, but if we were to want to do something else. But how are we going to like constantly pull out and put back ahead in a lead box? <laughs> we could put it in another container that we can pull out of the box. So it's not like we're pulling it. It's like a-, a nested like <laughs> nested dolls. We're getting back to the weekend of Bernie's ridiculousness. What? How, about, Wait, how is that ridiculous? Because you're talking about carrying around a head in a box in a box. <laughs> What's well, we a brain in a box? In a box. Another box. box. <laughs> and I'll mail that box to myself. <laughs> so I say we go to Epsilon Station, Captain, figure out where the tracker is pointing us towards and see if it's anywhere near the address that we have. See if it's possibly the same spot. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot we had an actual address. Like, yes. We're wondering where to go. We have an address. Yes. Yeah. Let's do that thing. 
Well, I, I agree with Kerr, though. These could be one and the same. Maybe. If it's not, we can cross that bridge when we get to it. Okay. So, but I say we we follow the... Tracker? Brain compass. <laughs> All right, you're the captain. Base brain compass. Any objections? No, ma'am. I just have one question. How are you going to be transporting the brain around Absalom? Very carefully. I have sort of a meta question. Go for it. How much of the brain can we cut out before the spell becomes inert? How big of a, a chunk do we need? That's really gross. <laughs> Fair. Noemi, it looks like you'll... I mean, that's more of a Noemi question. Because we've already been sort of cutting it up to dissect it to get to the sigil. How how much of that do we need? Sorry. No, no. Captain, how much do we need? I guess I it's not a... in sparse cheeks. <laughs> Ugh. Do I get a say in this? <laughs> you do. Then hell no. <laughs> that was sarcasm. I don't actually suggest that. Unfortunately, we're going to have to bring the entire brain with us. But I think that, I mean, a brain is much smaller than an entire head. That's true. So perhaps we could simply... <laughs> what it is, Sparks? Don't give me that face. <laughs> He's just face palming over there. <laughs> oh, I love our plans. Um, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> so it's simply we could carry it, I mean, perhaps in a bag or... I mean, I... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we have some sort Hold of on, like, I'll go get the like recycling. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I'll make sure it's the double zip freezer one. Oh, so, you know, in case it leaks. <laughs> That's all we need, you know, and I can do it with a little less sarcasm. Oh, I'm the wrong guy for that. I mean, somebody did say something about a pickle jar earlier. That's actually not the worst idea we've ever had. How prevalent are lanterns? Brain lantern? <laughs> <laughs> Very non-prevalent. Uh, a fl- a, Space lantern. Is there anything similar, like a, a device that would not be, that might be large enough to put a brain in, but wouldn't be untoward to be seen carrying around? A suitcase. A hat box. Like Ooh. a satchel or purse or something would exactly. be. And I was just thinking we could line it with some plastic so that brain doesn't get on the satchel. A messenger bag with some cleverly concealing stuff on top. Are we actually doing this? Yes. Okay. I think so, yeah. I mean, how else do you plan on getting a brain around? Uh, you're the one who has to carry it. I'm not carrying that. Well, yeah, because I have to keep a hand on it. Oh. Gross, <laughs> gross, 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 gross. <laughs> to all surgeons out there, I'm sorry. But I'll have nasty. a glove. They don't usually carry them Can I have bags. a glove? Am I allowed to? No glove. All right. No glove, no love. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get some wet wipes. Okay, good. Space wet wipes. <laughs> Yeah, where's that hygiene kit now? <laughs> I think I have one. I think we all do. God, I hope we all do. <laughs> okay, so, all right. Put the head in the bag. Just the brain, I suppose. Yes, Ugh. And then the brain. I will inform Kritka, I guess, is flying now? Or are you back piloting? I can take us back into the station, but she'll have to pilot it back out. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, well, so Moving you can on. keep your <laughs> piloting skills fresh. Right. So you make it back to Absalom without any issue. You find a docking bay to just kind of drop off in. And you're in the hustle and bustle amidst the arms. I am resuming bodyguard duties with a little bit of extra paranoia. All right. Assuming nobody bumps into her bag or something like that. Keeping an eye out for androids in the crowd. You find as you're doing so, people seem to be giving you a bit of a wide berth and kind of casting some, some side-eyed glances at you. There's kind of this general feeling of unease about androids in general right now makes sense i don't say anything but i get it so noemi if you're going to try to be low profile about your spell casting and tracking i'm gonna need you to go ahead and make a sleight of hand check to be surreptitious about your brain touching it's a good thing i don't have any points in it better than me i have negative points in it five i mean it Technically makes you incapable of doing it. Really? Trained only. Uh, I'm, no, I have. I'm it's trained. But, oh, and I have an ability modifier of one and a miscellaneous modifier of negative one. All right, no worries. I'm, I'm allowing it. Okay. Well, it's oh, still only five. Technically as well. So saying. my plan, though, is to have like a, a crossbody messenger bag of some sort, plastic lining it, brain in it, <laughs> hand in the bag. All right. So, but not a lot of like... Pulling it out or like moving around or doing anything okay, crazy. Okay. 
<laughs> Not a lot of pull in the brain. <laughs> hey, hang on. Hold this for me real quick, would you? So you spend another spell slot, and as long as you basically maintain concentration, you'll be able to maintain the arcane flow. You won't have to keep spending spell slots every okay. round or anything like that. But if you're interrupted for whatever reason beyond the ability to concentrate through it, you'll have to spend another slot in order to re-up the tracking. Okay. So I've used two today. Uh, in terms of maintaining the concentration, does she have to keep her hand on the brain for that? Or can she, once she's initiated, just hold the spell? You're not sure. Okay. I plan on just keeping my hand on said brain unless there's a reason to remove my hand from said brain. Okay. All right. So it takes about two hours as you move through the station. It's a little tough because it's just giving you like a straight shot towards the destination. It's not accounting for streets or routes or anything like that. So a few times you kind of hit dead ends and have to backtrack. Eventually you make it to a bit of a tumble down area within some of the rings around Absalom. The rings are generally in pretty good repair, but this place looks like it's kind of fallen on a bit of hard times. Uh, the The strength is getting a little bit more noticeable as you're getting closer. And then everyone go ahead and make an intelligence or wisdom check as you're going if you like. 16. 15. 8. 10. I need intelligence if that matters. No, it's functionally the same. Just you get the better of whichever one. Kurt and Lycos 9, you both notice that the areas you're going towards matches up with the address that you pulled off of the phone. Hmm. Called it. I'll point that out to the Noemi. Okay, so I said we, we head to the address. The I'm sure we have a map that can get us there a lot faster than this. Yeah, it's, it's easy enough to pull up like a, a station GPS and make your way over there. Perfect. All right, so about another... I still plan on keeping uh, to make sure that like what we think is happening is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I continue to concentrate with the spell, but I assume as we get closer, then what we believe is true. Is okay, proven. the you feel like the pull getting a little bit stronger as you get closer, uh, and you find yourself in a a fairly kind of shabby hab complex. There a number of like windows have been broken out on it, and it just looks pretty run down overall. There are a pair of Yusoki sitting on the stoop and blocking traffic up into the building. Uh, they give you a little look and one says, uh, You coming inside? And I'll... Res- Is he speaking in common or in Yusoki? He's speaking in common. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. I'm like, ooh, I can speak Yusoki. I will say, uh, yes, we're here to see uh, Mathis. All cards on the table. <laughs> he says, Mathis out of business these days, but if you need a fix, we can hook you up. What are you in the market for, darling? What do you have? He says, well, I've got Fade, and I have a little bit still in stock, mind you, of Karikichuk. Based on your look, you're probably not interested in that one, but that's more of a, you know what you want if you know about it. And then, I'm not sure about your friend over there, and he points to Lycos 9. But I've got a couple of very tasty executables for you, if that's what you're into. I kind of uh, cock an eyebrow. What kind? He says, and it really depends on the experience you're trying to have. But if you want something that's a little a little racy, we have a few of those. And if you want something that's just bliss, then we have some of those too. How do you want to spend your afternoon, friend? If you got the credits, I can help you out. So say, uh, you mentioned Mathis is out of business. Where Where did he go? Don't know, don't care. There's one less competitor around. But he, he lived here, yeah? Or does, right? I mean, he's kind of living out of the office, but that's not really a good way to have a business. What's wrong with that? <laughs> we don't live in our office. <laughs> I don't live on this stoop, but it's where I conduct business. So his business is, is in, the, in the building here, yeah? Mm-hmm. All right, I, I need to go in, but I'll be right back. This is... And I go to push by him. <laughs> I go to push by him. <laughs> You're not going first, Captain. <laughs> I go to push by him, and then Kerr steps in. <laughs> All right, Kerr, make an imposed intimidation check, if you please. Against a Yasoki. <laughs> no offense, Sparks. We are very intimidating people. 19. All right, you see the the, the one who hasn't been talking, the, the one that's been keeping quiet, pulls out like a, a set of knuckles, and then as seeing you kind of impose yourself between the two, he goes like he's going to block your way and then thinks better about it and steps to the side. <laughs> well, make sure you see us on the way out. 
we don't really have any other choice, do we? I suppose not. That's called corner in the market. When your market's on the corner, you cornered the market. Yeah, I work on that. <laughs> and I walk inside. I follow. Yeah, I'll slip into the wake. The dwelling you're looking for is on the third floor. Uh, moving up, you can see various tags and retags. The place is in disrepair. There's mold on the, the walls. You can see there are like some of the doors are slapdashedly repaired from having been kicked in. And only about a third of the dwellings seem to have any kind of habitation on them. You can hear the muffled sounds of people fighting within some of the dwellings. And somewhere in the distance, a child of some sort is crying. All right, so I assume there's stairs? There are. Okay, so I'll head up the stairs. With, given his name and address, are we able to glean any other information, like using uh, Absoc or anything, to see if, like, is he an android or some other sapien? With the name? Uh, I'll let you make a computer's check. See if he's using it. I'll throw a deep percent and see if you can find him. I got a... F- oh, computers? That would be a 24. Yes, he is on Absoc, and... We can see his lovely vacation pictures. (laughs) Yeah, actually, he's a pretty prolific social media user, effectively. Uh, There are a number of pictures, him mostly in social events, kind of at parties, hanging out with friends. Uh, He's a human man in his, probably looks like to be kind of late 20s, early 30s. He seems to be sort of a cybernetic enhancement enthusiast, as uh, they like to be called. He's got a number of post upgrades that have and makes no effort to conceal them they're right on display in most of his pictures he's shirtless to kind of show off some of his cybernetic arms or torso upgrades got a lot of mirror selfies <laughs> so i assume um i would guess that there's people like this that are human that kind of wish they were android sort of thing is that kind of the angle android appropriation no it's more just kind of Body modification for various reasons. It's not necessarily like a, I wish I was an Android thing. Some people would do it because they want to be stronger or faster or what have you. Uh, Other people don't really feel comfortable in their own skin and see cyber upgrades as a way to be more themselves. So you make it to the doorway. Down the hall, there is somebody who looks like passed out in the hallway. Uh, They appear to be a elven man. All right, so I will approach Mathis's door. Make a perception check as you approach. 15. You can hear muffled speaking from within. The speaking is soft, but there's definitely somebody inside. Kerr, do you want to knock with your foot? Sure. Is it an argument? It doesn't sound like anybody's arguing. It appears that you hear one voice talking softly on the other side of the door. So they could be like like one voice, so like they could be on a calm. Does it sound like they're casting a spell? You can't really make out the details of it. You just start, it's soft and you can... It's not like rhythmic. I suppose make a mysticism check would be appropriate. <laughs> no. <laughs> 20? It does not sound like spellcasting. Okay. I will knock. And prepare to face consequences if things go badly. Okay. Do you just knock, knock, or are you kicking the door in? No, I'm just... I'm knocking firmly, but just knocking so far. I'm listening to see if the person runs when they knock on the door. That's what we're, I want to be prepared in case something explodes. I don't know. All right. There are no, there's no response from within. The talking doesn't stop, nor does anyone come to the door. Does it sound like a recording? Yeah. Can you, can uh, Sparks check for like a uh, radio signals or anything like that? Like that maybe we're, we're hearing a recording. It could just be the television on. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, I don't know that I have like a detect Radio, I guess, would be it. I, I'm not really sure. Is the door locked? The door is locked. Can we unlock it? If it was unlocked and we kicked it in, I'd feel like an imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's smart. I'm glad that you asked beforehand. Because, yeah, if you kicked it open, then he's like, it was fucking unlocked. <laughs> it's called making an entrance. <laughs> Dramatic effect. Yeah, what, what kind of lock is it? What kind of door? It's a wooden door. Sturdy wooden door or like plywood? No, it's like a synthetic plywood door. And the lock itself is a old-fashioned tumbler lock. So it's an analog lock? Mm-hmm. Can any of us pick an analog lock? <sighs> I know we can like computer our way through a lock, but... It's, well, does anybody have sleight of hand? Sleight of hand. I think sleight of hand was the, was the relevant skill for that. 
I, I'm more likely to lean on it hard and have it fall in. I can't sleight of hand for crap. Brent, do you have sleight of hand? I'm trying to get to my... I do not. You? <laughs> no. All right. <laughs> space paladin. Mm. So none of us have sleight of hand. We're the so. more direct approach. <laughs> yeah, Should I, I kick the door in, Captain? If, unless you see another way in. I knock harder one more time, wait for like 10 seconds. Does anything happen? There's no response. Somebody down the hall goes, shut up. In a minute, and I boot the door in. All right. Uh, all three of you, please make reflex saving throws. Kerr, you get minus four on yours. Okay. Oh, no. What'd you do? I rolled a one. Aww. I get minus four? You get minus four. Okay. I got a three. Thirteen. No, you got a one. It doesn't modify. You fail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it would have failed with a three as well. Mm. 21 for me. 21. <gasps> Apparently we were, I was we right were next right to your yeah. door. They were a little bit farther away. Operation Meat Shield. Nice. <laughs> I was like, can we both use Kerr as a shield? You kind of are. That's my job. Yeah, free evasion. <laughs> All right. As you kick the door in, a small explosive charge blows up on the inside of it. I was trying to be prepared for this. Showering the lot of you in wooden fragments as well as small screws and ball bearings. Ow. So think of like an apartment building hallway. What does this look like as the charge goes off and all of you are there? Uh, Kurt, you're also going to take one point of wounds. Wounds? Yeah. So one goes to your one HP damage because you're not able to dodge all of it. Um, I think as the explosion starts, I, pr- I probably try to grab uh, Sparks and just like dive out of the way since he's got the big magical MacGuffin in his chest that we don't want the dragon to get mad about us breaking. So I just kind of grab him and dive into a roll down, uh, away from the door. Yeah, imagine I'm I'm standing next to Kerr as it occurs, and I we just see this kind of it just comes rushing at us, um, smoke and explosions, uh, and bits bits. <laughs> um, probably lose a little bit of hearing. Mop, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, how close was the passed out guy in the hallway? I'm sure he. He was about that a little. Fortunately, safely down the hall. Oh, that's good. Uh, he's he kind of seems stern, grown a little bit. the The door itself is now splinters scattered through the hallway. The interior of the apartment and as well as the hallway is there are cuts in the drywall and the spots are smashed through. Uh, you can hear a few other people get out and like, oh my god, what's going on? We pissed off the neighbors. Um, the your armor took the br- the brunt of it, and you're both kind of knocked prone uh Kerr, you've got a small screw that's punched through one of your greaves and is sticking into your calf a little bit Ooh, i'll pull that out mm-hmm. how much damage did we take uh, oh sorry i forgot to tell you that <laughs> you all take 18 points of uh damage and Kerr, you also took one extra point of hp damage there goes my stamina oh yeah stamina we all took 18 yeah no sorry you guys saved you got nine. Oh, oh thank god i was like dang once your ears stop ringing, you can still hear talking from inside the apartment. The apartment has a, a front hallway that goes back into kind of like a little kitchen area. The, and there's like a closet and a bathroom in that sort of entry approach hallway. The talking seems to be coming from around the corner in the living room area. Now does it sound like a recording? It does not. I, I get up, help Sparks to his feet and make sure he's okay. And then check on the captain and Kerr. Since they were closer to the blast. I'm assuming he and I probably got up first. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Sparks is just rolling his eyes like, oh, nail bomb, how original. <laughs> <laughs> and if they seem to be fine and getting up, I'll kind of step into the apartment and keeping an eye out for like trip wires now. <laughs> yeah, we didn't check for traps. Rookie move. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I don't like see anything that looks like an obvious trip wire or whatever, I'll go in and head towards the source of the sound. All right, make a perception check, please. 10. You don't find any tripwires going down the hallway. Can I go with him if I'm able to get back up? Yeah, you're able to get back up. You're, you're sort of stunned for a moment, but after a few seconds, it, the worst of it passes and your training kicks back in. Okay. Getting the captain up, checking on her brain in a bag. <laughs> How dark is the room? Actually, it doesn't matter. I can see it no matter what. Mm. How dark is the room? <laughs> Where's Flash? The room is unlit, but you can see... Sorry. It's daytime, though, right? It's daytime, but the the, the shades are all drawn inside the room. Uh, you can see there's a soft 
glow maybe from like a candlelight kind of level around the corner. It's a GD television. <laughs> the the brain is largely intact still. They got probably a little roughed up, but the runes all seem to be still in place. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay with the captain on this one. All right, so Lakos, you're taking point going around the corner? Yar. All right, Sparks, what are you doing? I've got my scatter gun pulled and I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right. As two can um, play at this Before spray, I go down the hall, um, and I'm not metagaming this, but since I'm probably still rattled sense-wise, I'm not fully relying on that. I take like a piece of debris and hook it down the hallway in front of me just to make myself more comfortable uh, in case I missed something. All right. It clatters down the hall and nothing happens. Okay. I'm going to tell the neighbors that were poking their heads out to go back inside. It's not safe yet. Nothing to see here. I'd listen to Kerr. Something just blew up and, uh, and you're being told to go back inside because it's not safe. I'd go um, inside too. Ashirin comes out with like four larvae in her arms Aww. and says, Ew. they're all kind of wriggle worming. Uh, you hear it in your head. What do you, what what the god's names are you doing out here? What the what, what what happened? We're trying to find that out. I would stay inside your home, ma'am. Who are you? Cops, gangers? It is not safe. Go back inside. Uh she waggles two of her clawed fingers and says, A pox on your house, ruffian and then almost loses one of her larvae, but scoops it up and gets inside, foot closing the door behind her. At least she's inside now. Good job. Thanks. All right, like this night, as you round the corner, you see a fairly grim sight. It's a television. <laughs> no. He's watching reality TV. No! Jersey Shore! <laughs> In space. <laughs> Kneeling on the floor of the apartment, you see S. Mathis based on the pictures, uh, but he's not in good shape. His arms are splayed out left and right to his sides, and his hands are open. You can see that his cybernetics along his arms have been opened up and hardwired into the power supply into his apartment unit. The skin he still has is seems to be flayed and partially ritually cut, and you can see similar sigils to the ones inscribed on the brains uh, carved into his flesh. Uh, his eyes have been cut out, but they have a soft orange light kind of pulsing from within. He seems to be the source of the, the talking, kind of speaking gibberish. And you notice that wired into the, like his solar plexus is the virus box that you guys recovered from the asteroid. I'm the only one in the room, right? You are. Maybe leave the room. I, uh, I just kind of say, Captain Sparks, you may want to see this. Uh, okay, so we're calling it a virus box. I have some questions about what this thing looks like. It's a nondescript metal case about six inches by four inches by three inches with it originally had a kind of crescent shaped clamp underneath with some spikes to go into the power cable. Uh, the clamp is now, and the spikes presumably attached to S Mathis's midsection. And you can see a couple wires going uh, just beneath the skin from some of his other cybernetics wired into the box. Ouch. So this doesn't look like the lament configuration, right? It does not. Uh. Is there anything in this room that looks like that? Because I am concerned. Uh, there is not. Okay. It seems like there was a fairly a fairly rundown kind of crappy apartment. There's a beat up looking couch, a kitchen full of dirty dishes. There's essentially a TV display. It's been partially disassembled and it's wiring used for him. Is there a way to tell if this is like self-inflicted versus... Yeah, I was wondering, would detect thoughts help me in any way to see what... Can you record what he's saying? Uh, I suppose... Right? Just use the exocortex or something? Like have a recorder? Comms? Yeah, you can use your comms. Your, your comms can have a, a limited amount of recording okay. in them. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, no, it's fine. Detect thoughts. Detect thoughts could work to... To see if like he's consciously making these thoughts or if this is... Like if he's still in there and this is like controlling him. as I guess what I'm trying to get at it. Yeah, you can give it a shot. Okay. That's my plan. Okay. So we'll kind of... Tag team the both of these. The recording is easier to start than your detect thoughts, and then we'll sort of segue from one to the other. So when you start recording, you're paying a little more attention to kind of what he's saying. Sparks, you hit play on the recorder. Mm-hmm. 
or, or the recording function, I guess. And the person you believe to be S. Mathis uh, is saying the following. Lamppost, Brianosa, two dogs, man, easy, hip, lungs, spine, red, overcoat, alleyway, upward, close by, left, food truck, eating, filthy, fleshy, hurt, focus, kasatha, stink, knife, later, duvas, timestamp, tracks, wait, ground car, crossing, the voice, the talking stops, and you, with your detect thoughts, uh, detect, wait, who's there? In a, 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 a voice that is not that of the one you were hearing moments ago. Okay. Make a mysticism check. <laughs> Eleven. The, there's a strange quality to the voice you're hearing. So does it, I assume it maybe doesn't sound quite human? There's kind of like a, a mental strange, like acting tang to it. Are you at the, are you there? Are you on site? Quick question. While you're overhearing that, is his like loop or whatever he's saying still going or did he just stop? No, the loop has stopped and he's making almost like kind of choked sounds. Kind of like. Ooh. So I guess I'll use telepathy to attempt to speak with what I'm hearing, um, and I'll say, who's there? Make a willpower save. Twelve. All right, you take uh, eight points of damage and drop to the ground in pain. You just have this like sudden splitting headache. The voice says, that was unwise. If you are where I think you are, leave now and no further harm will come to you. If you persist, there will be a reckoning, the likes of which you cannot fathom. I'll express this to the rest of the group. I was going to say, <laughs> when I see you collapse, I'm going to go over, mm. see if I can figure out what's going on. You, have you taken any hit point damage yet? Yes. Okay. Um, so when, all of my stamina was taken out by that explosion. <laughs> so when you collapse and come back up, you've got a little kind of trickle of blood running down your nose. That makes sense. <laughs> What's happening, Captain? And so I'll tell you that the voice that I heard um, and that it's warning us to leave. Where is it coming from? From him. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so when you broke off your concentration, because that, that broke your concentration there, right. the, the talking resumed. Say, I'll, I'll say... Uh, Something was speaking to me while he had stopped his loop. Hmm. I assume it's a loop. Yeah, I just realized we've been calling it a loop, but... It seems like it's just kind of saying words that seemingly random, and but with about every, like, kind of one per half second, one per second or so on a pretty steady stream, but without really any rationale to that you can detect behind them. Hmm. So it's kind of like a random word generator that those ghost detectors use if you've watched those shows. <laughs> I might try what I was talking about earlier with trying to tap the data lines because I assume you said he's tapped into like power and is there like a Just data? power. Just power. Mm -hmm. Sending or receiving? I mean, it's like he's plugged in the electrical outlet effectively. Okay. It's like a human light bulb. What if we unplug him? I got morbid really quickly. He's, he's uh, alive I'll, but injured, yes? Yes. Okay. I'll Call just let you know we've been warned. And I'm obviously a little worse for wear. Yeah. Can I do like a medicine check on her? Field medicine? She's You can't hurt. heal me. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like oh, I would be more worried about you than I... How long do I have to rest to get my stamina back? Ten, Ten minutes? minutes. Okay. I'm going to attempt to... Like scoot away and get into like the living room and rest while they're figuring their lives out. Um, I actually do want to do a medicine check, but on the guy. Like, I want to figure out exactly what's plugged into what and where and all that. Okay. I'm gonna make Lycos go with the captain, and I'm gonna stay with Sparks because I don't want Lycos in the room with something that affects androids possibly. All right. Before I leave. Yes. 
if I were to destroy the box, would that potentially disrupt what was going on? You're not sure. Until we're sure, go with the captain. Where's that medicine check? Oh, but that's a kind of total of 11. Lycos, you're worth more than that. Come. Fine. <laughs> All right, total of 11. You're not too sure. It looks like, I mean, he certainly looks malnourished, and there's, sorry, the wounds themselves are all superficial, like nothing that you can see vital has been hit, mm. but nevertheless, they're fairly extensive, and it looks like they've been there for a while. Mm. There's a bit of decay and kind of pus, a little bit of gangrene. Some of the wounds do look infected. Uh, you would expect, given the sort of state of the place, that there would be like insects and such. Uh, and then as you realize that and kind of give a closer look, you see there's a a small pile of dead flies on the ground around him. Gross. Implying, I guess, that they like bit him or something and then like died or like they were in him originally and okay gross <laughs> um so poison or something uh something about the blood being hey i don't know we're talking about demon stuff here uh, i'm not demon? exactly i mean not exactly my area of expertise but mine neither it's just bad <laughs> it's just bad <laughs> <laughs> sorry i got southern there for some reason <laughs> the boy ain't right <laughs> Um, Her's okay. true origins are really weird. Yeah. I'm not Southern. <laughs> okay, so we know that he's connected to more than one thing, just based on what we learned from the captain. Yeah. And what we can see. So can I do another examination, but from the engineering side of things to try to figure out, like, like he's plugged in. What's that powering? You know that kind of thing. Yeah. Sure. Much better. Uh, that's going to be a total of 30 flat. You know the transmitter was plugged into a major power conduit at the mining facility, so it seems to require a lot of energy, more okay. than biological cybernetics would be able to provide. That's what I figured. Okay. I have a question. How did we get this address again? This was from the phone number that was called by the phone of... Navir. He called him several times in a row, didn't get an answer, and then he talked to him for about three minutes. Okay. Can we find, is there a comm anywhere in the apartment? There's like a landline. Okay. I was just thinking, we didn't come across this address by legitimate, lawful kind of means, did we? So calling the cops is out. We keep doing sort of illegally kind of things. In order to enforce the law, you have to break it. <laughs> uh, we're not the law. Anyway, so... <laughs> so... So we need to go back to our life of, of transporting things <laughs> and solving problems by calling the cops. No, I'm just saying they might have information that we could use, but that's probably not an option at this point. You could always leave an anonymous tip. That's so mm -hmm. bad. <laughs> so cliche. Um, Actually, but if things are... Speaking of Absalom station security, I was gonna say if things are uh, if things are going bad in the station, then things like this are gonna be either on their radar, which it sounds like they are, or they could maybe see a pattern that we don't because we don't see all the cards and they might have more information. Mm -hmm. But what you do hear is the warning siren of a absec ground car pulling up out front of the building. You also hear a bit of kind of chatter from within and like. Whoops of alarm from some of the residents of the building. Oh, yeah. They probably don't like hearing that noise either. <laughs> so you probably have a, a couple minutes tops before the authorities arrive. I say we destroy the box in the chest and get the hell out of here. Yeah, I don't think the cops here are going to be any more capable of, of fighting a demon. So are you suggesting we fight it or that we get out of here? I don't think that I can fight it in my state um just form a salt circle <laughs> <laughs> i don't know that it's safe for any of us here sparks basically has his hand on the plug like eh? <laughs> unplug it we need to go unplug it and run or what yeah that's all we got yoink all right when you unplug it We're the voice increases in, in kind of pitch and intensity it says, 
His voice? The person speaking? The person speaking, yeah. Carpet. Door. Stop. Knock. Wait. Stop. Hurt. Open. There. Now. In. Stop. Out. And as he starts doing, you can see the... His skin begins to kind of peel like backwards, like almost like desiccate in front of you. You can see the like the the, the weight just drops right off of him. Uh, his like stomach starts like sucks up into his rib cage, and the the his pallor, which due to his previously mentioned aversion to shirts, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is fairly tan, begins to kind of pale and gray as you're looking at it. Uh, you can see he almost like think kind of Indiana Jones Last Crusade here. That's what I was of, just picturing. Version to shirt. Only you could make this like super grotesque, like horrific description. <laughs> just the funniest goddamn thing. Because <laughs> he's a total bro. He I do what I can. Mm-hmm. All right, and he kind of just becomes essentially a mummified corpse before your very eyes. Whoops. <laughs> Is that what Kurt said? No. <laughs> yeah, oops-a-daisy. <laughs> I think, can we grab the box? Don't let Lycos touch the box. I was going to touch it. I was going to stab it. It was in his chest, wasn't it? Yes. Now his chest is kind of gone, right? It still seems to be attached to him. He's kind of collapsed in on himself, but the box is still attached to his solar plexus. Kerr? I'm getting it, because last time you tried to grab something, it did bad things. <laughs> so maybe try to kick it loose or something. Doshko this thing. Yeah. While they're trying to figure that out, um, I ask Sparks if he can pull up a schematic of the building, and if there's any way but the front we can get out, so we're not running out in front of Absec. Sure, it's going to be a pretty good one, but I'll give it a shot. For the try. Total of 27? Yeah, it's good enough. So yes, there's a... Basically, each floor has a, a fire escape on the end of the hallway. Okay. Okay. Is the box, like, difficult to remove, or is it just grab it and yank it out? You have 18 strength? Yeah. It's a, kind of a grisly endeavor, but you're able to yank it out. It seems like there was a number of power cables connected to it, as well as uh, it was essentially clamped into bone. Ooh. So there's kind of a, a papery crunch as it is, is torn from him, and a few of the, the wires snap. All right, Sparks, grab what you need. We're leaving. All right, I grab whatever I need, I guess. <laughs> is there any, is there like a computer or anything laying around the other room, any of the, like the main room we're in? No. Is there any, I don't know, and it looks like a journal or something that might have information we could glean later? This is like a quick look around, so we just. On a quick look around, you don't see anything. All right, leaving. I'm putting the box in the bag with the brain and we're leaving. <laughs> All right, <laughs> sounds good. A grim bag. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a dangerous place to put that box, but all right. Where you want me to just carry it? No, no, it's fine. I don't want to carry it. So I'm putting it in the bag and I'm helping you up. We'll and have we're this going. argument while we run down the hall. Yeah. All right. Let's well, go, she's trying to shove the box. You're like, but there's already a brain in there. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the order you're getting out? You basically just open a hatch and there's a kind of metal fire escape going down the side of the building. I'm going first. Second. Third. All right. So as Noemi steps to the hatch, the doorway to the stairwell opens up. A Robotic Absalom Sec officer looks down and says, You, stop right there. I keep going. And that's where we'll end for tonight. <laughs> okay. Breaking the law, breaking yeah. the law. It was the one-armed man. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you all for joining us on this somewhat grisly episode of the Die by the Dice podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Die by the Dice. If you have anything a little bit longer form, email us, diebythedice at gmail.com. Please leave a review on your listening platform of choice. We love to have those for us. So thank you if you've done that. And if you haven't, then you can go ahead and get right on that and recommend us to a friend or family member. We appreciate the word of mouth. Have a good one and we'll see you next time. 